Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we're examining every single goddamn page of Alien Hunger, a quick start adventure for Vampire the Masquerade, to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is 1991's Alien Hunger, the official PDF release from White Wolf. Today we're discussing page one of Alien Hunger. Yesterday we talked about the cover, about how the cover doesn't really tell us anything about what's in this book, um, except that it takes place in a world where, you know, there is a moon, there are manholes, there are trees, uh, there was a mansion, but not in a minute. But I mean, it's like we didn't talk about the book at all, because the point is the cover has nothing to do with the book. So forget the cover. Today, we really get into what this book is, a profound misunderstanding of the game for which it is a supplement. Up on top of the page, we have the logo. Well, I say the logo. A separate logo. A logo for Alien Hunger that says Alien Hunger, but has no resemblance to the logo we just saw on the cover. Totally a a parallel universe of graphic design. Alien Hunger by Jeff Barry. And then underneath, we have an illustration. So this page is a white on black page. You see these in uh, Old Vampire supplements a lot. It won't be the last that we see in this book. These are like tone-setting pages at the beginning of Old uh, Vampire books. The white illustration on a black page really conveys like the tone of the game. It conveys a vision of what you're supposed to be doing with this game. These pages are surprisingly important. And this page, clearly from early in Vampire the Masquerade's development as a game, this page has utterly the wrong idea about what Vampire the Masquerade is, and more specifically about what's going to be in this adventure. I direct you to the visual companion on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. You will find a visual companion for today's episode with an image of this page. But for those of you who either, uh, you know, you maybe you're in a car, you're on your way to work, or maybe you know deep down that you want to give me a lot of money and you're afraid of it. And for that reason, you don't want to go to my Patreon. And I understand that. Um, Not all of us were born to be heroes. Not all of us were born with courage. If you're too scared to pay me, then you can, I'll just describe the picture to you, okay? We got a bunch of vampires here, and these are ugly vampires. Uh, These are like some bald Nosferatu-looking vampires, some vampires with some like gross stringy hair. In the back, we got a bunch of vampires who are lurking so hard that they're just white faces on black. They look like a Misfits band logo cosplay contest. All these ugly vampires, and I wouldn't mention that they were ugly, except hear me out. What they're doing here is they've they've grabbed and sort of like they're trying to incapacitate and drive a stake through the heart of another vampire. But this vampire is not an ugly vampire. This vampire, I think we are meant to understand, is a cool vampire. Not cool in any modern sense. Um, he he doesn't he doesn't look like a he doesn't look like a cool guy. He looks like a guy who in an anime that would have been released in the early '90s would be like the cocky guy who they can't fire from the mecha core because he's like too good at piloting a mech. He's that like he he looks like he would wear like a tacky but coated cool jacket. He's got like spiky hair. He's got little tasteful fangs unlike these other vampires. The vampire who's trying to stake him looks like some kind of genetically uplifted ferret. We see him in profile. His face is like hardcore angular and he's got these like teeth out front. He's like Nosferatu teeth. No pupils in his eyes, just like white, a hideous vampire. Then in the middle, like uh, he's trying to stake this vampire like in jeans, wearing sneakers, little tasteful fangs, the kind of fangs that a romance novel protagonist would have if their like enduring quirk 
word that they're a vampire. And then somebody looks at them and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's into me. I'm such a vampire. Little, little things you'd barely notice. This, I believe, is supposed to be us. Like, this is our identification character. What this illustration says to me is, you're going to be playing the cool vampires who wear jeans and have little cute fangs and spiky hair, and you're basically a cool guy. In fact, you're cooler for being a vampire because you're cool about being a vampire. Unlike these ferret-looking motherfuckers who are out there in their nameless, faceless droves trying to pin you down and drive a stake through your heart because, because they're jealous of your jeans. They're wearing undifferentiated tatters. I do respect the aesthetic. This cool guy, this like cocky cool guy hero, this is a guy from this time. Like in 1991, this guy is everywhere. You cannot escape this guy. But it's still not Vampire the Masquerade. In Vampire the Masquerade, you are the ugly vampire. That's the point. The defining moment of Vampire the Masquerade is the moment when you look in the mirror with the blood dripping down your chin and you're like, is it I who am truly the ferret? Yes, yes, you are. You are the ugly pointy tooth motherfucker who is a problem for everyone. That's you. You're no better than these other vampires. You you probably are worse than them because you're a player character. Of course you are. Who do you think burned down that mansion on the front cover? It's not wasn't these losers and it wasn't the guy in jeans. It was you. It was you and your violent ferret nature leaving a path of destruction behind you. That's Vampire the Masquerade. Now you may ask, okay, so this is an early game in the line though. Maybe this image is here because this is just a dumb adventure and this is what happens in this dumb adventure. It really is not. None of these characters are in the adventure. There really are not any Nosferatu here. There, there are no cool guys in jeans in this adventure, or rather, there are only the cool guys in jeans that you bring with you. There, there are none, like, offered to you by the adventure itself. Um, there are some guys who think they're cool, who may be in jeans. We'll talk about that later. But none, like, not, not a spiky-haired cool like we're seeing in this illustration. This has nothing to do with the adventure that we're about to read, really. But that's par for the course. Like, for, for 1991, like, honestly, it's like you're putting on airs if the illustrations in your role-playing game supplement have anything to do with the contents. My problem is, like, on a broader scale, what, what this is suggesting about the game line. Because it's suggesting that in Vampire, because remember, this is this adventure is aimed at new storytellers and players. In this game, Vampire the Masquerade, this cool new role-playing game, you're going to play a cool, spiky-haired guy who fights nameless hordes of vampires who aren't as cool as he is. And listen, Vampire the Masquerade has a lot of problems, but to its credit, we have a name for spiky-haired guys who think they're cool in Vampire the Masquerade. That name is Bruja. It's a whole clan that is full of shit, and that is greatly to the game's credit. Say what you will about Masquerade, but it really ensured itself against this particular misinterpretation of the game by having a whole clan devoted to, like, embarrassing college students who think they are the heroes in life and they're also villains in life and you can tell the difference between them by what kind of music they're into it's a horrible kind of person that this game rightly vilifies which is i you love to see in any work of art and i i realize the irony of that statement given what i'm talking am i am i the spiky haired cool guy could be maybe in this scenario maybe and maybe i'd get staked and maybe i deserve it but it still wouldn't be vampire the masquerade and vampire the masquerade you are the wretched monster Another important point, and I think we're going to see more of this later too, this illustration on this page, blatant anti-ugliness propaganda, which is not the position of Vampire the Masquerade in general. I don't want to say it's one-to-one, but here's the thing. You you have to be some level of horrible in Vampire the Masquerade, but you're allowed to min-max it. So like, if you're this like gaunt, haggard Nosferatu who's like infested with chiggers or whatever, and you're like bald and pointy-fingered and everything is wrong with you you might actually be like not such a bad person. 
you're wretched enough in your appearance that you, that you get a pass. If you're a Toreador, on the other hand, if you are hot, you have to be the absolute scum of the earth to meet your horribleness quota for a vampire. So in yet another way, this illustration is misleading. If you ever do run into a vampire who's like cool and quirky and confident and has like a cool haircut and like a nonchalant smile, that is the worst motherfucker you have ever met. Never trust that man in Vampire the Masquerade. You want to be hanging out in the shadows with the guys who have bald, veiny heads. They're cool. Everybody else sucks. So the dumbest thing on this page, a wildly misrepresentative illustration about like the tone of this game, the plot of this adventure, the overall vibe of Vampire the Masquerade, and uh, uh, the important life lesson. Which of these people do you want to be? Do you want to be the cool spiky haired guy or do you want to be the ugly bald guy who just kind of like stands around the shadows at parties and doesn't get involved? You may say that I'm biased, but I would suggest that it's the latter. This illustration makes me want to dive into this adventure and get right to like what vampire is supposed to be and whatever the fuck this is. But unfortunately, we can't do that. We have a little more business to take care of first in the front matter. So join me next time for credits. Always a highlight of any Mega Dumbcast season on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been Mega Dumbcast. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Social media was never healthy and is now dying, so if you want to contact me, you can email me. I am megadumbcast at gmail.com. This season's theme song is Suck City by Black Math, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash black underscore math. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time.